Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. How's it going? We're back for another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode Route 65. Route 65. That might not mean anything, you know, everyone's like, well, isn't it supposed to be Route 66? But no, nah, man, we're, we're talking about Ohio River Boulevard. Oh, yeah. You know, you know the, it goes right... The long way to Beaver County. The, the very long way to Beaver County. Um, you know, starts right there off the uh, Fort Duquesne Bridge. Right, right, right by the overpass where I used to tailgate for Steeler games. Yes. When they played at Three Rivers. It goes right around Hinesfield mm-hmm. and uh, on its way out to where I grew up, Bellevue. Past the casino. Unlike my money, it actually makes it past the casino. <laughs> You could, you could, is, is, there's a hanks or two on the, on that route. Oh, uh, man. 65. There's a few things on that route. I wish I had a frozen custard and some tacos right now. Uh, oh, well, yeah, right off Route 65, custard's mm-hmm. first stand. Yeah. Uh, right there on Oh, that's there, too. Right there on, uh, it's, it's on Camp Horn Road, but it's right off 65. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not custard season. And while this place is probably shut down, don't, don't take this as like a travel log podcast, but, you know, when the weather gets a little better, like, do, do avail yourself of the, uh, the custard stands. Yes. If you're if you're not you know up to speed on the custard, it's like ice cream plus eggs. So yeah. it's like the best food mixed with the second best food. Yes. Yes, and vegans hate it. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> vegans hate everything. They're, they're, they can have their tofuti. Yes, you know, they totally fine. can. So uh, yeah, we're uh, folks. We're actually recording on a Friday afternoon, uh, which is weird because you know work sucks and schedules suck and life sucks like you had a, a I had life. people jackhammering in my basement yeah for like right, right, two yeah. out of three days this week yeah yeah that's not good I mean welcome to home ownership and I I mean it was fine like I had to set up like a, a cat barricade because you know they, they got to keep the basement door open because all the dust right and then so, but, and but the that's... cats can't escape so and the cats can get over the baby gate oh cats so can you, get over everything we, we had to build like of like multi-level like security barrier fortunately with would, Stella, like, she doesn't go any higher than the counter in the living in the kitchen yeah she doesn't go any higher she hasn't gotten on like the food counters where my knives and stuff are but mm. there's the counter that has the toaster fortunately she hasn't gotten any higher than that or a tabletop you have to put soap on your dishes at my house like the second you're done with them oh, oh. Or, like i have just poured soap on the countertop yes, just to keep yes. the cats away St- from Stella's it. not like that because like it, moses i've seen him drinking bacon grease out of mm. out of a did, like a saucepan. Now that's in she the sink. has got on top of my um, one hutch that's in the dining room mm-hmm. over there because she can walk up the outside of the steps because there's about that much, and mm-hmm. um, you can't see this, folks, but about six to eight inches of outside step that she can walk up on the banister, and then she's gotten on top oh, yeah. of that. I'm like, you knock something over, cat, because I got stuff on top of it that's mm-hmm. heavy, like glass and crystal. I'm like, you just knock something by her bobbleheads. Yeah, like you know, you knock something over, cat. You're you're gonna have issues because my whiskey collection's underneath there. <laughs> we got we got this like wicker turkey. I, I it's like for a centerpiece or something. And for some reason, like my one cat hates it. And like he, I guess he's always had the ability to get up on the mantle, but he just never like flexed it until right we brought home this freaking wicker turkey and put it up for like the Thanksgiving round of decorating. And all of a sudden, he's like jumping up there in the middle of the night, knocking crap on the floor. I mean, he's a superior athlete. What can I say? It's good. That's good. So he's going to be a soccer player. So how was your sports week? 
oh man, it was hectic. Just you know, um, lots going on. I know, I, I know you were you were doing the late games for the yeah. Fans. I did a lot. I did I did some late games, and I do a lot of work for Buffalo. The oh. Sabers are also out west. Oh gosh! So I, I had I had some late night hockey pretty much every night. This Hence week. why we're recording on a Friday afternoon instead of like Tuesday or Wednesday night when we normally do because yeah. Matt had late games all week. Late games. And, yeah, you when know, you have a ten o'clock start, you're not getting done till post game is like two thirty in the morning. Two thirty in the morning, and then you know the jackhammering starts at nine. Yeah, I, I, I managed to squeeze in some some Australian Open. Well, yeah, because they're in Australia, and that's, like, prime time, like, live feed is, like, between 10 p.m. and, like, 5 a.m. Yeah, and I was, I watched, like, the Nadal match against some kid. He was playing the Australian kid, and it it wasn't going well. Um, I didn't get it. You think think the guy's in the match, and then you blink, and all of a sudden, Nadal's up, like, two breaks. I don't really watch a whole lot of tennis. Yeah. But, um... Well, here's the thing about the tennis. Like, I'm basically the same age as Federer so all this talk about how like Federer's old like it kind of it makes me sad and it makes me makes me hurt a little bit they're talking Ben Roethlisberger's old he's He's younger than us but the thing is like Ben shows his age in the way he moves like Federer still kind of looks exactly the same he did when he was like a young guy in 2003 when he didn't he didn't didn't fill out he didn't fill out now (laughs) Rafa Nadal like dude's going bald Okay, and like every time but he like also, leans over to like bounce the ball, like they're showing his bald spot. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like so, well, that. That's I mean, I have, I have a bald spot, and yeah. I've come to terms with this that I have the family bald spot, and I was a little pissed off. I about guess it. I missed it. I and I made know. a Facebook post about. It. I'm like, fuck, I like have the powers bald spot. You which have good is hair. My mom's, you go to a good barber, so you'll which, be fine. Like the hair that's he, there is he, still he, use, yeah, useful. it's still useful. He takes care of stuff, but I mean, you know, it's like fuck, I have like the powers bald spot, which is like my mother's side of the family. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh. But yeah, I mean, uh, Nadal physically mm. hasn't filled out or whatnot. Filled these these guys work out. They get these guys work out. The, the knees and the elbows are, are, like, are the ones that are go. What, what goes? Because there's you know so much running. It's like sprinting and then hard stopping. Hard stopping. You know, like like a sprinter gets you know past the finish line to just kind of like and then gets to like wind down. They get to wind down. You know, but like these, these guys, guys are stopping on dives. full sprint and then you just slam and you know and yeah, it takes its toll like. You know, I guess the big story is Andy Murray is is having like hip issues, and he's already out of the Australian Open. He's saying he's he's going to try to make it to Wimbledon for like one last right, one last hurrah. I mean, that's big for him. So like, I don't know. Yeah, my my week has been Western Canada hockey, California hockey, and, and uh, tennis from Australia. And tennis from Australia, and then um, jackhammering in the morning. Jackhammering in the morning, little little FA well, Cup soccer well, in the afternoon. We were going to record late last night when I got out of work, and I was planning to get out of work at twelve, but I actually had a good night. That's and then, good for you. So I I didn't get out till later, and I'm on my way to pick up a, uh, some beers so we can mm. record. And then I was like, "Hey, I'm on my way home." You're like. Fuck, I just woke up from a much-needed nap. I'm pretty much in for it. And after hearing about your jackhammering in the morning and your late nights, understandable, no problem. Matt's off on Friday today mm-hmm. that we're recording, and you're going to have a great dinner tonight. Presumably. Uh, presume, I, I, I haven't even looked at the menu. Did, uh, restaurant week, it's $35 a person. Mm-hmm. It's $35.19. Yeah. And it's you're going to Spoon, which, which is a really good restaurant out in East Liberty. And whenever you're done there, mm. um, what you want to do is walk around the, across the street and around the corner. There's a uh, bar called Lorelei. 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 
Um, friend of mine uh, in in the restaurant business, uh, Cecil. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he's a great bartender. Uh, he he was with the um, the Shantz Restaurant Group. If you're familiar in Pittsburgh, uh, oh, I'm very with with meat and potatoes, butcher mm-hmm. and rye. So he he started at meat and potatoes just as a bartender, and then he pretty much ran their cocktail program mm-hmm. for the whole company as well as bartended. And he finished up with butcher. He left there and he started over at Lorelei, where they have um, a very they're they're concentrated on German. Um, German beers, okay, and great cocktails, mm. and some small munchies. Nice. So do yourself a favor, and after dinner, wherever the car's parked, just walk. It's just not head far. Over. The cars, the cars lift. Oh, the cars lift even yeah. better. So just walk from dinner, and then go over to Lorelei. You will enjoy yourself. I do believe they close. I think they. I want to say they close at two, but it might be midnight. Don't hold me to that. Yeah, well, you know, here or there. We'll, we'll try to we try to get last call in the South Hills, so we'll be we'll be back. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but so, um, this, this, you know, wasn't what we had talked about. We were just thinking Kelly's because that's over there. Okay, um, so Lorelai is on the angle from Kelly's. I'm sure I, if it's named after a Gilmore girl, I'm sure I can sell it. <laughs> and it's awesome because Julia can have cocktails and you can have great German. beer. I like beer. German beer. Yeah. And it's not Rory, it's Lorelei. Got it. Check. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Awesome. So in the meantime, though, what's going on in Pittsburgh sports, uh, there's a lot of bullshit going on with the Steelers. There's, there's a, a lot of drama. And there's a lot, a lot of drama. Of, people are, like, there's not any football to be mad about, so now people are just mad at, like, how people cover the football and, like, what your opinions are about the football. So, like, bring it, everyone. Like, so, listen, so listen to here, our takes. So here, we'll just knock this out early. I'll just scroll through. We'll I, just knock this out early. It's the elephant um, in the room. It's the elephant in the room. Uh, the Steelers are pretty much the Kardashians of the NFL right now. They really are. Um, they have uh, some big decisions to make with A.B. Uh, I did listen to Art Rooney uh, the second's um, press conference that was Facebook Live, mm-hmm. and I did listen to him this morning uh, on 93.7 The Fan. Um about the team and the situations and this, that, and the other thing. He hasn't talked to AB, and today on the fan, he's like, nope, haven't talked to AB, and I'm not sitting by my phone waiting either. Okay, comment from the other. Also, he also made the comment probably about a week ago now. It's like, I don't foresee him being with us come training camp. Now, you know, what kind of deals they can make here and there, what fits the Steelers? Obviously, they're going to want a number one draft pick mm-hmm. because he's worth at least a number one draft pick, if not two. Um, I was been listening around and poking around. Um, the Cardinals have like the number three pick overall, mm. and they have a defensive back that wants to get out of Arizona. Yeah, so we need a defensive back. <laughs> we need and and Patterson's a pretty good defensive it's Peterson, back, right? Patterson, Pat, Pat, Pete, Patterson or Peterson? Well, I think it's Patterson. It's Patterson. Pat, okay. I think it's Patterson. I thought they called him Pat Pete because it's Patrick Peterson. Oh. Patrick, who would, would you name your kid Patrick if your last name was Patterson? No. I, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, it might be Patrick Peterson. You're right. I uh, think so. I'm pretty sure because he, um, he had like a whole big like feud with somebody. And yeah. It was like all in good fun, but you know, he's he's outspoken, but I guess not as crazy as Antonio Brown has become. True. So yeah, like I, I would welcome that and a good pick. I mean, and, and the Cardinals have like a new coach. They do have a new and, coach and a like a, a very quarterback. Green quarterback. Yeah. So they're looking to make a splash. Rosenhaus, um, you yeah. know, um, Cliff Kingsbury was like a pass happy quarterback in a pass happy conference. Who then coached at same conference, and I think he wants to chuck the ball around. Um, the other, know. the other logical uh, 
reciprocation for the Steelers would be Miami uh, with a high draft pick, a moderately high draft pick. Uh, and they also have a defensive back that is pretty damn decent. Yeah. I can't remember his name right now. I'm just going off of what I've heard on radio. Well, unless there's a baby Shazier out there that they can get, then I, yeah. think that, I think you need to target a defensive back in any kind of trade. Correct. If, you, if you're not... I mean, and, a, and a number one draft pick. They've got so many the other D-backs one, who they drafted who were just kind of like shuttling in and out and not really like sticking out and, and then you have And then you have a... Uh, um, reports say San Francisco... Now here's it's because he's playing footsie with like he's one of playing his friends footsie, on Twitter. Yeah, right. Doesn't um, mean, that doesn't just because something's mean on Twitter doesn't mean now, it's a good business move. Now, when when's the draft this year? Is it is it in April? It's like probably like th- over the span of three weeks in April. Now the way they right, like, right. stretch. So it's in April. Out. Okay, it's around my birthday usually, but Easter. Is okay, late this year. Right. So, so I the don't draft's know. in April. I'm answer so, your question. So, I have no so idea. San Francisco has like the what number two pick overall? I guess they're up there high. They're up there high. You know, uh, they have because, an established "quote unquote" quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, right? They, they so there's coveted picks. Mm. You know, the coveted picks are one through five. Mm. Those are the ones that, like, the teams that need a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver that go after stuff like that. A lot of times, we've been seeing a lot of defensive players being taken in the top five, um, or offensive linemen for that matter. Because you know what, you got to protect your quarterback. Um, so we could see maybe, and he's laboring towards San Francisco, whatever. Now, me personally, I'm thinking if you can't get a great return on Antonio Brown, which would be a player and a number one pick is my personal opinion on a great return. And you have to get a, a, a good to great player and a number one pick. If you just want to rid yourself of the situation Send that motherfucker to the Siberia NFL. That'd be what? The Redskins? The Bills? I mean, Arizona has a great return, but that's kind of still Siberia at this point. Um, the Browns really aren't Siberia anymore. No, we can't send them anywhere um, in the division, though. You can't send them anywhere in the division. You can't send them to New England. You don't want to send them to New England. But I don't think he'd last in New England. I think Belichick would bounce his ass right out of there. Um, but but we've seen it before. We've seen it before. We've seen it, we've seen it before with... You know, yeah, guys I, I who were supposedly like yeah, cancerous yeah, and quit on their yeah, team. I know the team know. being the Steelers. Yeah, I and know. they go get a ring the next year. You know, I, I'm just saying. Well, actually, he didn't New England, New England's have went away from the Super Bowl again. I know, right? And Fuck. Antonio Brown has done just about everything you can do as a as a receiver. Yeah, you know, short so, of like completely causing your team to fold. So I mean, I mean, think about. Places you just want to, if you just want to dump them off just to get rid of the situation, just to make them mad. Redskins, Daniel Snyder has more money than he knows what to do with and makes a lot of dumb decisions. Uh, Alex Smith. He's not a dumb decision. He just got injured. I think he got his point, leg broke. I think at this point, it, it seemed to me weird to like ditch Kirk Cousins for Alex Smith. True. Like, you, 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 I thought they would have gone with someone younger. In the, if they were gonna, this is Daniel Snyder was like talking about when he brought back Joe Gibbs, Deion Sanders, uh, Art Monk, and all those motherfuckers when they were in their forties. Yeah, and well, Joe Gibbs was in his sixties. Come on, yeah, Joe Gibbs was you know coming from the NASCAR circuit at that point. Yeah, right. Uh, so 
that that would be like a Siberia in the NFL. Um, you know, Tampa, but guess what? He just ripped fucking Bruce Arians up on fucking Twitter. Bruce Arians, Bruce ripped, Arians, him Bruce Bruce Arians, Arians ripped him up. Bruce Arians ripped him up on a po- on on the podcast on uh, uh, Adam Schefter's podcast, and then he ripped him back up on Twitter. So I don't see that going anywhere. I just can't Miami. Be- He's from Miami. He's a yeah. Miami boy. He went to fucking St. Thomas Aquinas High School down there. He's son of a Jackson and so forth. That's Siberia. Uh, not really. Blake Bortles. Uh, Fired their offensive coordinator. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll Tom Coughlin that. is your boss. Tom Coughlin's a motherfucker from my understanding. I wouldn't want to. I mean, like, I like Tom Coughlin because, like... He won two Super he Bowls won two with the Super Giants. Bowls with the Giants against New England. Against New England. And... Love you. You know, he's like, <laughs> he's like the stereotypical, like red faced Irish coach. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's like Brian Kelly, but meaner, somehow more credible. <laughs> I will eat your ass, boy. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I mean, it, hey, if you ever had a coach tell you they're going to eat your ass, that means they're going to fuck your day up. Okay. Go run some sprints. That's football lingo. It means something else where I come from. Uh, but anyway, yeah, like. There are all kinds of places yeah. that you could send Brown, like if you just want to punish him to get rid of him. But you want you want to try to get something. Yeah, you're gonna. It, yeah, you want to try to get something. You want to try to get a, a defensive player, even a, a high offensive player, and you want a number one pick minimum. And I still say, if you um, can't get anything good for him, you keep him. Well, there's that too. And you make Ben take some responsibility. And too. And, and you got to set those boys I refuse, down. I refuse to accept that Ben is faultless. Hey, hey, in that, you know in what? That, Throwing a football little tiff that they had in practice. Hey, hey you know what? You, you, you set set Antonio Brown down with the team in a fucking banquet room at whatever hotel you want to pick. Or like a Dave and Buster's. Lo- and lock them in a fucking room and be like, hash this shit out, see you in four hours. Come back in in four... Like, treat them like a fucking jury. Remember on South Park <laughs> where they had the Crips and the Bloods and they made them have a lock-in <laughs> at the rec center? <laughs> Yes. Yes. With like ginger ale and marshmallows. <laughs> it's like, lock them in, figure this shit out, come back in four hours. You guys you guys good? You guys good? Yeah. No? 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 All right, see you in another four yeah, hours. Do it, do it like, seriously, man. Like, that's how they That's how they sort out, like, teacher contracts, for God's sake. Yeah, really? You know what I mean? Uh, so, like, that's like way more life and death than, like, Antonio's helicopter rides. So we do have March 13th is the start of the new season for the NFL. AB is due $2.7 million. Uh, from the team on the 17th, if he's still on the roster mm. at that point in time. So they have a five-day window mm. to make a trade happen They're, uh, uh, without paying him $2.7 million. They're still going to take somewhat of a cap hit, I believe, I've been mm. uh, reading into. Have you trademarked and staked out the hashtag Brown Watch yet? No, not yet. It's, it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. <laughs> it's going to be I, a thing. I might, I might just like... Freeze my phone in a block of ice yeah. for that week. Right. With, with everything, <laughs> with, with everything we've heard, uh, the likes of AB uh, being a steward next year is probably unlikely, unless he makes some amends quickly, which we just talked about. Um, so, how about uh, Joey Porter was not extended a contract? Um, and, and it's funny how the Steelers don't fire coaches, right? They just not renew their contract. Yeah, old old linebacker coaches don't die; they just fade away. Yeah, um, so you have that. Uh, Mike Munchak, uh, who was not under contract, uh, and the Steelers wanted to get him under contract. He interviewed for the head coaching position at Denver. Mm. Um, did not get it. Um, 
but then decided to go to Denver as a linebackers coach, or, or sorry, as the offensive line coach. Lateral move. Uh, a lot of people question that, like, what's going on in the Steelers organization? And Mike Munchak goes, no. This was purely a personal decision that I made with my family. He has people out My daughter way. and yeah. granddaughter mm-hmm. live in Denver. I'm getting up in years. I want to spend mm-hmm. some time with my family as well as work still. Yeah. Hey. That's a theme this week. It, it is. It is. This um, lifetime. So definitely. Uh, so he's not jumping ship because of this, that, the other thing. He's doing it for purely personal reasons. Good for him. Yeah. You know, anybody that can still work and still maintain a family life, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. To it, it is hard to do. And, like, you know, it's hard they, to do they in make our a lot sector. of money, and we don't have a lot of, like, sympathy always for football coaches because, like, they chose that profession. Yeah. But, you uh, know, dude, you, it does take you away from your family a lot. It, and well, they wanted to make Mike Munchak associate head coach. Like some people were saying that, yeah. he, that he should get like assistant head coach. Somebody, or something. whether or not the Steelers need that, I mean that's a separate issue. Like it doesn't. Right. Mike Munchak's not like obliged to stay here and be that. You know, if if he can't get the head coaching job here or somewhere else, like go be an assistant wherever you're happiest. Yeah, totally, definitely. I mean, life and homework is. And the other thing about the Munchak is, like, yes, he he's probably a good O line coach, but the Steelers have a really good O line. They do, um, and, and they, they have a guy that's been sitting behind Munchak for five years. Yeah, and then, and that that line's been together since before Munchak came into the fold. Like those are guys that Tomlin and and Colbert drafted. Yes, and so that's one of the things they act like. Their whole like everybody who like lines up on the line of scrimmage that this regime has drafted has been substantially good to great. I mean, if you think about it. Like, across across the O-line, you got the Castro, you know, Pouncey, Pouncey. Villanueva. Uh, those I mean, guys, those guys are Foster, all solid. Foster, like, they're all solid. You and know, they're all AB, pretty, like, and, all the receivers that they uh, drafted. And they're good. all locked up. You know, like, you know, they get, like, they use, like, a middle-round pick on, like, Jesse James, and he's productive. Jesse James is you unrestricted. They just draft. They year. just draft some running backs who like think that they. I don't can see hold Jesse James and, back in a Steelers uniform this year. That's too bad. I, I mean, he's I like under, singing that share song every time he gets a catch. But right, you know. I don't see him back in a Steelers uniform this year. He made some comments, this that other thing, whatever. He made some comments, and you know, he's a Pittsburgh kid. I mean, he's uh, South Allegheny Glassport. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, South Allegheny High School, uh, and then he uh, Penn State. Penn State. Uh, unfortunately, he chose there, but um, they chose him. Yeah, they just they just like broke him down. Pretty much, it shook him down and said, "You're coming to Penn State, yeah, we're gonna kill they you." Just, they just throw you in a um, van. They just take you, <laughs> throw you in a van and take, take you, you to Happy some, Valley like, to some like teen rec center out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, they throw you in a van, you wake up in Happy Valley, like fuck. Oh, all right, um, but no. So all right, Steelers season's over. We'll keep tabs on what's going on in the off season, player, coaches, this that everything. Um, we're not going to beat a dead horse though. And as, as soon we're as not we... going to feed a fed horse, <laughs> feed a fed horse. Uh, but we are going to talk about a team in Pittsburgh that did make the playoffs last year for their first time. Uh, no, not their first time, but they, they had their first home playoff, their game. first home playoff game, home playoff game last year. And that is the Pittsburgh Riverhounds who have their schedule for 2019 season, uh, released, uh, that happened during the Christmas break that Matt and I were on. Um, they have 17 home games starting in April. 
though the season does start in March, the first four games are on the road. Something tells me because they're playing Southern teams that they're like, oh, it's March in Pittsburgh, still kind of shaky. So not the best soccer. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Mm. Um, there was a realignment this season in the USL. The Eastern Conference has some new teams: uh, Memphis FC, Loudoun United, St. Louis FC, Birmingham Legion FC, Hartford Athletic, and Swope Park Rangers. Uh, the USL has also revamped their playoff situation. Uh, also, just to let you know, uh, full season tickets uh, starting at ninety-nine dollars, uh, as well as uh, other. Uh, packages and individual game tickets are now on sale through the Riverhounds. Um, so I did look at this playoff situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you looked into it too much. I looked briefly into it, and I'm going to come off the top of my head what I remember. The playoff situation is you need to be a top six. Okay. All right. So uh, they last year they took the top eight. Right. Okay. So this year they're going to top ten. Okay. What's fucked up is they're still taking the top eight. So mm-hmm. you need to be top six. Mm-hmm. Seven through ten will have playing games. Okay. Oh, that's big. Yeah, because, like, yeah. soccer loves doing that. Yeah, yeah, um, That's. I like, figured you'd know more about yeah. this. After I gave you the situation, the I way they do it, know in, more. The way they do it in, um, like, the UK leagues, okay, like, because they have promotion and relegation. So if you finish, like, in the bottom three of the Premier League, they kick you out. But then to replace those three teams that they kick out every year, they, they take three from the tier below them. And the top two in that league automatically qualify to move up. But right. then they take like three, four, five, and six, and they make them play like a, you know, like a final four type, you know, home and home aggregate scoring. Um, you well, know, see, the USL the USL's not home and home aggregate. It's no. it's winner take all. Winner take all. And, and they're also uh, they're also not doing promotion and relegation yet. No, but but they have it set up that like they I think they they could phase it in if they want to. Um, the the big hurdle for that in the U.S. is that like, you know, say the Riverhounds win USL, like their stadium's not big enough to qualify for MLS. So like they MLS wouldn't want Pittsburgh unless know. unless they move to Heinz Field. Yeah, because there's no other stadium big enough. No. To, to support a, a, a MLS team in Pittsburgh. When, when they build the new on-campus Pitt football stadium, they, they <laughs> could do a partnership with the Riverhounds. Right, they could. And I just want to remind everybody who thinks an on-campus stadium is a good idea that uh, when I used to go to Pitt games with my dad, we would park at the freaking Beacon Auto Parts on Boulevard of the Allies. And walk and up Cardiac Hill. And it's a long walk. Up Cardiac Hill. And then, yeah, up Cardiac Hill. And then he would, like, one time it was raining and he didn't want to deal with my, like, little five-year-old legs, like, walking back to the car. So he just, like, left me at the waiting room at Presby and went, ah. and went and got the car. And I just, I just, like, sat with some lady who was, like, you know, like, waiting for her husband's, like, Urology screen. If you are going, to, if you were going to an old Pitt Stadium or now the current convocational center, the Pete, mm-hmm. um, if you can get, if you want to be early for the game mm-hmm. and not walk up Cardiac Hill, as long as you can get to Falk Clinic before six, yeah, you can enter Falk Clinic mm-hmm. on Fifth Ave, and you can go to, you take the elevator to three, you go through the tunnel. You come back out through Presby, you take the elevator to five, you walk across three floors, go over two, and then go through the tunnel into Scape Hall, and 
you have to know how to go through the buildings. Yeah. But you can do it without logging up Cardiac Hill. Yeah, you got to have a medical degree to figure it out. <laughs> well, I know how to do it because my mom's worked at UPMC for years. Yeah. And yeah. she had me over there as a young teenager as a volunteer, uh, uh, what they call... Candy striper. No, 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 Dietary. no, 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 no. Um, uh, shit, I can't think Singing of it Singing telegram. No, I push people around wheelchairs between oh. their appointments in different buildings. Okay. A concierge, uh, tra- transportation, whatever, ah. whatever it was. Um, as a young roller. kid, and then and then as a uh, an older kid, mm-hmm. I had a paid position over there, um, doing um, basically a guy Friday. Okay, you know, mail delivery. There's yeah. that inner office mail shit. Trust me, I hated going from fucking Kaufman Building to Craig Street. It was horrible. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, like the corporate offices were like. There was some office over on Craig Street that had shit, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I went that, to I went to Central. I know all about that. Yeah, that shit sucked. The Craig but, Street, but in the meantime, though, um, yeah, if they ever build a stadium back in Oakland for on-campus football games, a I want to know what part of Shenley Park Golf Course they tore up. They're not. They, I will. Um, I will <laughs> I'll chain myself to the bulldozer. Right? <laughs> they will not. Right? But uh, there's no land they left. They can't because it's named after Bob O'Connor. Yeah, so yeah, they're, yeah. They're there's no land. Me. There's no land left in Oakland. Yeah. to build. A stadium. Maybe they could like uh, just cut down some of CMU and build it behind Central Catholic, and then it could be like a a joint like high school football stadium, soccer, slash college division, yeah, <laughs> division one college yeah. football. Yeah. Slash. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all a pipe dream. Like the, it's all a pipe. The bottom dream. line is we've happen. got a USL team, and they play in Station Square. And they play in Station Square. And was, they they hold what five thousand, five six something like that. Because uh, they added new seats. Yeah. So I think it's five thousand. You squeeze your ass in there tight. Um, yeah, they they filled the mark for the playoff game. They did, and that was the that was the first. Yeah, that, that was, was first, the first game with the new seating section. Yeah, so like every was, game that, next year, there will be more seating available. So like, I mean, I will go and just hang out in the end zone, right by the bar, by the bar, right by the pub. And um, yep. actually, like I checked and I I requested off my birthday weekend because I'm, my birthday is April eighteenth, so I'm off eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and twenty one, which is Easter. Off my birthday weekend. Um. So. Anyway, yeah, they're home that weekend, so I'd, I'd like to go to that, that game for my, my birthday. Uh, I think they're playing St. Louis that weekend. We'll see if we can make that happen. And then first, we know first, the first weekend in October, they are traveling to Loudoun County, Virginia. Which and is I, I have the a good friend, uh, Loudoun United. Loudoun United. That's a new team. They're, they're an expansion team. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Louis, Swope Park, and I think Memphis were realignment. Were realignment. And then, I'm not sure about Birmingham. But well, because FC Cincinnati went Cincinnati's to MLS, gone. and like I know Hartford is an expansion team, um, I know Loudon is an expansion team. I I'm not sure about Birmingham, but anyway, some new some new teams, and I'm I'm excited to go harass my friend from college, Brian, who lives in Leesburg, Virginia. Probably doesn't give a fuck about soccer, but whether he knows it or not, he's got a new local team. And, and for those of you that the don't Steel know, Army is coming to town. For those of you that don't know, Loudoun County is right outside DC. It's where Virginia. Dulles Airport is located. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's where Wayne Rooney got arrested. Oh, for for drunken disorderly at the airport. That happens. Uh, well, if, if you ever been to Dulles Airport, it just reminds you of LaGuardia and um, Newark because they were all built the same time. They're all yeah. they all look the same, um, and they all suck. They all, <laughs> they all suck. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we got some soccer coming up here. Uh, the Hounds, uh, I'm sure they, they're they still adding pieces to the team. I've yeah, been I saw looking Romeo on their Parks yeah. got a new deal. He's going to Ireland. Yeah. He's going to, like, Sligo. Neat little town. 
I mean, I think I'd rather live and work in Pittsburgh, to be perfectly honest. I'm Irish, you know? Uh, I, yeah. I, I tell you what, like, my, my family name is all up and all over that town. Romeo Parks could probably buy a house from some one of my relatives <laughs> in Sligo because they, they seem to run the town. Um, maybe that's where I need to go. Eventually. Eventually you'll get You know, there. I don't know what restaurant week in Sligo is like. True. I, I, good luck. You know, Irish soccer, it's not as big as English. No, not I mean, at all. You, you might not be playing in front of crowds any bigger than USL, honestly. But okay, you know what? Like, I guess see as much of the world as you can, right? So we're, we're going to have home games in April. The season starts in March. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much... At this point, we're, what, middle of January. So two yeah. months away from the start of USL season. Mm-hmm. And then we're two and a half months to the first home game. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, so, PGA Tour season started. Yeah, that's the other. That's the other spring sport. Well, actually, how it works out, the PGA Tour takes like the month of October off, mm-hmm. and then they start back up in November. But you don't, and they start like out in like Asia mm-hmm. and Australia and stuff. Uh, well, they came back to the U.S. Um, they did. Uh, the PGA had their uh, two tournaments in Hawaii. Uh, a few big names played in them. Uh, Matt Kuchar uh, winning the Sony Open. Um, the PGA comes back to the mainland, which that tournament is on currently. It's not on TV currently. It's a 3 o'clock start on Golf Channel. Uh, and it is uh, the Career Builder Challenge in La Quinta, California. Nice. Uh, the desert course. If you mm. watch any of it, you understand why it's the desert course. Um, the only thing green about it is the tee boxes, the greens, and the fairways. Everything else is brown. Uh now, if you watched any of it yesterday, Mickelson is his uh, first. This is his first uh, tournament this year on the tour. He shot a fucking sixty. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday. Okay. Uh, he's in the lead, minus twelve after mm-hmm. round one. Um, I could pull it up online right now if I wanted to to see where he's at currently. Um, but so that's the first tournament, mainland states. Um, and then they have next week is the Farmers Insurance Open. Uh, that's Tory Pines. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, guess who makes their appearance at Tory Pines? That's Tigers. That's Tigers. That's Tigers local that's, spot. That, well, 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 well. When he's in Southern California, that's his local spot. He's won seven times. I at consider Torrey Pines. Tiger. Tiger is a. I mean, I know he lives in Florida. Yeah, right. But mm. like, he's Tiger's from, local he's spots from, everywhere. He's from the West Coast. Mm-hmm. He, you know, like I consider. And I, you know what? That's a beautiful area. My, uh, my friend had his like, you know, a guy I went to high school with. Like he lives out there now, and he was on the beach with his whole family, and just beautiful out there. I mean, God bless people who can, you know, afford that lifestyle and then choose to play golf. Dude, Cali's when, you, when you've got a beach like that, fuck. and your your choice is to play golf, like okay, cool. <laughs> you know. I just I, I just can't imagine like when when we'd go on vacation and my dad would bring his golf clubs, and I'd just be like, why? Like why would why would you not just be on the beach? Well, because you, you know because you know when you go on vacation in in, in January, you got to get away. I guess like you the, know, and yeah, you take your clubs to South Carolina. That's different though. Like, you know, I'm just saying like it's August, and there's oh like, yeah, if it's there's August, like, yeah, there's like funnel cake to eat. You know, like, <laughs> like I don't want to be more than two blocks from the coast at any point. 
You and I are beach people, man. Yeah, man. I will sit on you, the beach. You play, you play like mad golf, but you know what I'm saying. I know. Like, like, why would you go? Why would you go to the beach and then just like go inland and like be on you grass? Know, you I know, got grass here in Brookline. You, you know, I'll take my clubs down to a beach, but and there's usually a course that's like on the beach or mm. right by the no, or yeah. on the or on the intercoastal. Well, let's go play I, pebble, I, and I'll play. Yeah, five hundred bucks. We'll mm. go play pebble. Um, but definitely, I'm. I'm I'm down to go and play in a round of golf, but I'm not going to spend my vacation on the golf course. I can, now, mini golf's I, different. I can spend my vacation. I can spend days before work mm. on the golf course and then go to work, or I can have my days off in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and go play some very nice courses around here. Um, yeah, this is a good but, area if you want to do like the staycation and just like yeah, you know yeah, play golf. Hey, you know I'm going to take a week off work up, and I'm going to go play fucking ten rounds of golf in five days. Go head up Nemecolon. Yeah, you know, definitely. But uh, yeah, PGA Tour is getting into full swing, uh, and then so after the Farmers Insurance Open next weekend, uh, Tory Pines Tiger makes his first appearance. I believe it is the first weekend in February. Mm-hmm. That would be the Waste Management uh, Stadium Course in Glendale, Arizona, which is also a big tournament. That's a Super Bowl weekend. That I, I believe it's that weekend. Really? Yeah, I believe it's that weekend. Um, that that tournaments going on which is an awesome awesome tournament and all the players but do they love... have a fin- the finish on sunday i believe so that's stupid i don't I, like I, golf I, tournaments wrap up right around the time that the super bowl starts yeah so you switch from golf to the super bowl so i don't get there to watch go. the like exciting finish of yeah. the golf because i bet 500 dollars on the coin toss yeah, minor detail that's <laughs> called uh picture in picture uh True that. Uh, no, it's, right. called, it's called watching on your phone. Right. All right, folks. In the meantime, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now, and we're going to come back at you with some more exciting Pittsburgh sports news, as well as, um, you know, some other good stuff to talk about. Uh, right now, though, take a listen to our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview with all their exciting podcasts that they have going on. Um, you know, like Awesome Cast and Wrestle Mayhem and Fishing Without Bait and the broadcast, and so forth. And we'll be right back after these messages from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, we're back uh, for the second portion of the show. We're going to talk a little bit Penguins. How you feeling about those guys this year? Uh, you know, ebbs and flows. <laughs> you know, they they had just they had just like crashed out of an eight game winning streak the last time we spoke, right? And then they went out west, um, and it's kind of been wishy washy, little little wishy washy. Hey, Jake but the Snake's been on fire. Yeah, Jake the Snake's been on fire. He got that new contract, and he's not you know he's, he's not slacking. He's not slacking at and all. I mean, he had, a hat, tr- he had a hat trick. I mean, and uh, it, it, you know. For those of you who don't know, the Milkshake Factory, which mm-hmm. has several locations around town, mm-hmm. has the um, has the Jake Shake. Yeah. So every time Jake scores a goal, it's half it's half off Jake Shake. Yeah. Which is pretty delicious, by the way. Which is like chocolate and peanut butter. And, oh man. Yeah. I'm I love peanut it. butter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Put peanut butter in milkshake. I'm down. Uh huh. I sometimes I just like eat spoonfuls of peanut butter and like chase it with chocolate milk. So that. you know what I mean, like, yeah. So like, if you could actually turn it into a cohesive, like, real food that people would recognize, 
<laughs> you, you could like walk up to someone and serve to them and they wouldn't like call you gross. So uh, <laughs> currently right now the Pens have a record of 25, 15, and 6. The Pens have taken a slow start, uh, put themselves into a much better position. Uh, at this point, uh, uh, at one point the Pens were leading uh, the division, uh, which was for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um and at this point, if the season ended today, the Pens may be on the outside uh, looking in based on wild card spots. But I did hear this morning on the radio that if it did um, end today, they would have the eighth seed. Yeah. So there's that. The Islanders and the Capitals are playing for first place tomorrow night, I think. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, not the, not so much that the Capitals. The Islanders. But, but that the Islanders, and yeah. they're doing it with Washington's old coach. Right, and which Barry, is, Barry Trotz is returning to DC for the first time since winning, since the, Stanley winning Cup. the Cup and leaving. And Correct. do you remember when when uh, they beat Columbus in the playoffs last year? And like when when Barry Trotz shook hands with John Tortorella, like people who lip read yeah. were like, he said, "I'm done. I'm not coming back." And like we were all like, "Ha ha!" Because you're gonna lose to the Pens again, and it's gonna be awful. Yeah, right. But then he went and won the Stanley Cup, and then he. Basically so basically yeah, held true to his word. Like, he did not go back to Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'm not uh, coming back. Now he is To Washington. Back. He's now coming back. To Washington. Yes, to, on Saturday. Uh, so, like, watch that game if, if it's available. I haven't checked yet. Uh, the Pens are uh, three points shy division lead. Uh, the guys have two games uh, back-to-back. Uh, that's tonight and tomorrow uh, in Arizona. Uh, tonight against, uh, you know, head coach Rick Tockett, former uh, Penguin, former Philadelphia Flyer, former Penguin... Um, former bookie, uh, former bookie, <laughs> former Penguin assistant coach has uh, let's see three cups with the Pens. Mm-hmm. One as a player, two with a coach. Um, uh, former current neighbor of mine, since he still owns his house up the street. Oh really? Uh, okay. <laughs> hasn't sold it, still owns it. Um, I hope he's renting it at least. I don't know. I think I don't. The lights are on. I don't know who's there, but I mean, whatever. The lights are I'm on. I'm sure Rick Taka can afford one of those timer dealies. <laughs> right. <laughs> to make you, his house you know, look lived in. You know, or you, or you have a nice bed and breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so they have Arizona tonight, Friday night. Uh, that's a mm, 10 o'clock game? Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. And then they got Vegas uh, Saturday night. Um, and then they go into the bye week. So mm. NHL does a bye week. It's a lot more teams are involved in than in the NFL, so right. there's going to be like hardly any hockey, right? For a couple weeks, like sandwiched around the All Star break, right? But it's good for these guys to get healed up and rested. Definitely, even uh, poor little injured Ovechkin. So I think the Pens have, so they play Saturday, and then they're off Sunday, through the following Monday. I think their next game's the following Tuesday. Um, so that's what. Seven, eight, nine days, mm. except for Latanga Crosby. Um, they got to go to San Jose uh, for the All Star Game, which is a great experience uh, for the players, for the fans, and everything else like that. Um, and they they've totally changed up the All Star format, which I, I hate the way the NHL is fucking with shit. Go back to the old ways of like East and West. Call today. Screw your damn fucking glow puck and. You know, just go east and west, boom, done. Now they're the, doing division versus, they're doing like Pacific versus east, and they're doing west versus uh, Atlantic, and then then those two, the winners of those two play off each other. And it's three on three. And it's three on three with, yeah. I, but okay, so like, 
there's no checking in these exhibition games. Very so, like, minimal. When they would play like a sixty minute, like two teams like squaring off five five, you know, five skaters aside. I mean, it was still pretty much fire wagon like pond hockey. Yeah. So like they're just they're just changing the format so that you don't have to watch like, you know, like the same six guys like skate back and forth for two and a half hours. I didn't watch it last year. I, I really don't care about the All-Star Games. No. Um, the skills competition stuff is fun. The skills competition is um, amazing. I just... The, the biggest casualty of the old ways is that, like, I used to love, like, the Wales Conference jersey oh, every yeah. year. Like, I would... Like, the Mario Lemieux Prince of Wales jersey... Is awesome. I mean, so cool. Um, even though it's kind of orangish and sort of yeah. flyers-inspired. But, you know, whatever, like... I probably won't watch the All-Star festivities. Like, there will probably be some sort of, like, meaningful basketball game on that I'll, that I'd rather watch. Um, and well, also, like, Saturday there's going to be a big so... snowstorm, so I might be watching the Weather Channel. Uh, no, no, no. It's next weekend. Oh, it's next weekend? It's next... probably going to snow next weekend, too. Yeah, who, who are we possibly. kidding? Yeah, we... Christmas is over. It's time to get dumped on. Let's right? Go. Bring it. Um, so, so the Pens have the bye week before the All-Star game. Okay. And they start up the following... Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, and then Mr. Ovechkin, who was voted a captain and so forth, he decided he's sitting out the All Star game, and um, he's taking a one game penalty. Yeah, he's taking a one game unpaid penalty for sitting out. Now, here's what's funny about that shit: is the Caps bye week starts after the All Star game, so they give the guys the All Star break, mm-hmm. which is um, Friday through Monday. And then, so he's going to be off Friday through Monday. Then his break is the following week. Their, the Caps' first game is the following Tuesday. And he doesn't get to play until next game, which is like Thursday. So, so he's got time to like go back to Russia and shit. No, no, dude, he's <laughs> totally got time to go back to Russia. Dude's going to have like a 15-day break and like be like, ah, I'm cool with it. I mean, so he I should... gave up a game check. You know, game check, body healing. I'm... <laughs> He should just show up and skate around. Oh, I mean, okay. So when the when the when the All Star Game came to the Civic Arena in like 1994. No, it was it was late 80s. Okay, there was one eight, yeah. late 80s, but 1994 it, was the one I vividly remember. Okay, well, I was I was at the one 88. 88, I was at the skills competition. 88 and, and 90, yeah, 88, 94. I remember. I just remember my dad being like so ticked off because Gretzky was skipping that. And, you know, he wanted us to see Gretzky. Like, I didn't care because, like, Lemieux was there. That's all it really mattered to me. But, like, I saw Lemieux every time I went to that arena. You know know? what? Uh, 94 was the Pirates Three Rivers uh, All-Star Game. 88 was Civic Arena. And then they did another one in 2000 somewhere. Yeah. It was after Crosby was drafted. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 88 and then it was 2000-something. 94 was... um, Pirates All Star. Yeah, I was at I was at that All Star game, the, the the baseball All Star game. I went to. But yeah, yeah. For hockey, I just went to Skills Night. Yes. Where it was it was in the afternoon. Um, I didn't care. Like I didn't have like the adult like approach to things where it's like, oh well, you know, you should show up for your fans. Like all I cared about was seeing Lemieux, and like getting to be up close because we got better seats for Skills competition than we ever had for an actual Penguins game. Um, now as a grown-up, it's like, yeah, I guess I could have seen Gretzky 
like show up and like shoot at some plates if he had just bothered coming and like that's how i feel now like i feel sorry for kids in like san jose who don't get to see ovechkin yeah because because he's blowing off it's not like he's gonna get injured i mean i guess you could get injured just just come skate around like half-ass it go be a captain and like you know put yourself like behind the bench most of the game that'd be hilarious just come up skate a shift and then go put on like a fedora hat and like a clip-on <laughs> tie onto your jersey and just stand there behind the bench and like yell at like Latang like when it's his turn to go skate you know if you're that worried about getting hurt like it's just theatrics anyway why can't you just show up like I didn't realize he was gonna have that much time off regardless of like whether or not he goes to the all-star game just show up i'm sorry like i'm not i'm not an ovechkin hater like like a lot of penguins fans are but i'm not a ovechkin hater i recognize i recognize his game i recognize his skill yeah um i think part of his skill is like just like smiling his way through controversy smiling people don't give a shit smiling that one tooth way through when when when, when he's like you know when he gave his like speech at the cup rally last year like you know I think he might have earned some cred where, like, now he gets to, like, blow off the fans because he's just, he's going to go do fun stuff and, like, party with supermodels. And if he doesn't make it back to Moscow, he'll at least probably be in Miami with all the Russians down there. So. Which is a handful. <laughs> true that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the only the only thing I can even say about the NHL, I'm glad that Latang got in democracy does work sometimes yeah um it does you know he's it's warranted certainly like he's having a good season um he's been a big part of the pens you know winning streak and i'm, I'm happy that he gets to go you know play in an all-star game you know hang out with crosby but who knows i don't know i, won't, I probably won't even watch it well like i said you know and like we've talked before on this podcast is that you know hockey's three seasons and, and technically, they're into the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're after the 41 uh, games played. Yeah, it's like 46 um, games now. So, like that, the so. All-Star break is considered the half. So, now the Pens need to play their ass into a top three uh, in a division. Uh, you don't want to be left out waiting for a wild card and have somebody in the other conference be above you in points. Right. You need a top three in the division to guarantee your way in. Mm-hmm. Or... Otherwise, it comes down to, like, the last game or so. Otherwise, it does come down to the last couple games. Uh, and we don't want that to happen. Um, we're used to playoff hockey here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, we're used to playoff football here in Pittsburgh, but unfortunately, that didn't happen it. this year. Yeah, it's, it, it feels um, weird not having the Steelers. Yeah, it feels weird not having the Steelers for at least one extra game. Wake, waking up after, games. like, the, the dust settles from New Year's. Yeah. And being uh, like, well, now it's... Playoff now it's football. Steelers playoff. Yeah. Oh wait, no, I guess um, it's not. Yeah, I guess it's not. So now we get to watch the Saints and everybody else. And then some um, someone online brought up the uh it was the anniversary of the Tim Tebow game like last week. Mm. And it's just like why you gotta remind me? Like when the Steelers are doing well, it's like, Oh look, it's the it's the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Subject, yeah. It's the anniversary of, you know, yeah. The anniversary breaking of, Carson Palmer's fucking leg. Or the anniversary of Ben Roethlisberger making that shoestring tackle and and yeah. and uh, Vinatieri or not Vinatieri it was Vanderjack at the time uh-huh. missing missing yeah. the field goal and the Steelers go to the AFC Championship game in Denver. Yeah, and like, then they get eliminated yeah. and people are like, oh, it's it's the anniversary of the Tebow game. Nah, fuck it's, you. It's the anniversary yeah. of the Blake Bortles game. Like, yeah, just 
or or it was the anniversary of John Elway making them look like fucking a high school team in 1994. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, whatever it was. That's bad. <laughs> That's real bad. <laughs> it, or no, sorry, was no, it was 97. 97. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, who was it the one that we lost to with uh, Bam Morris? Uh, didn't get, they didn't give the ball to Bam Morris. They threw over the middle of the Yancey Thigpen and the ball got battled away in the end zone with three yards left. Uh, San Diego Chargers. That's yeah. when they went to the Super Bowl in 95 against the Niners when Steve Young got his Super Bowl as a starting quarterback. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and the Niners just completely like... Just... Yeah, and the Niners were the first team to become mm-hmm. the five-time champions. Yeah, yeah. got it. Uh, dude, our memory fucking is great for shit that's years ago in sports, and if you ask me what I had for lunch yesterday, I have no answer for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, no. Uh-uh. Not I had turkey. I had turkey sandwiches on a pita. <laughs> No clue what I ate yesterday. <laughs> I ate food. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm still alive, apparently. Um, yeah. So we have some Pirates news. Mm. Um, and as all Pirates news, it's kind of somber. It involves someone leaving. It involves someone leaving. And not being replaced. Not and, Well, you know what? I don't think he needs replaced. No, they don't because they've been they, they, transitioning. They've been the transitioning whole... and so forth. But it's a guy that's been around for 60 fucking years. Yeah. Mr. Steve Blass uh, this week announced his retirement after 60 years with the Pirates um, after the season. You know what? He said he's announcing his retirement from broadcasting. Yeah, he's not leaving. He's not leaving. He's still going to be involved with the organization, probably involved with the... um, uh, benefits and stuff. yeah, he'll 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 be you know he'll be at the he'll auction. Be, he'll be an MC. I'm, I'm sure you can get on like a foursome with him on a golf course at some point. And you can if you donate money to the charities. I mean, you um, can run into him at Giant Eagle because he's really good friends with a, a local barbecue purveyor that we all know and love named Manny Sangian. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, like the pirates don't do a lot of things right, but. They did they keep one, they uh, keep their alumni in house, and they that's do. that's why there's you know guys like just popping up on TV you know, every so often. By, by from, chance, did you happen to watch the press conference that was Facebook Live of Steve Blass's um, announcement of retirement? I sure didn't. No, I missed I that. Did. <clears throat> it was forty five minutes. Yeah, and Amanda was like, "Are you gonna watch that the whole time? Don't you have to go to the bathroom yet?" Because she was watching some other show, and I'm mm-hmm. like, no, not yet. She's like, don't you have to go to the bathroom? At least, like, watch that in the bathroom. I'm like, eh. Getting the hint. Getting the it. hint. Yeah. Um, Banished. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, he, he, what I'm going to miss most about Steve Blass is, is not necessarily his baseball commentary and so forth. Is his stories that he goes mm-hmm. through and pretty much takes a whole game and tells, like, three stories. Mm-hmm. And... I, I did read his book, uh, A Pirate for Life. Uh, a friend of mine at work um, had it. We were at a meeting one day, and I, she had the books. And I'm like, dude, that's an awesome book. When you're done with it, let me know. Mm. I was like, I like to read it. She goes, actually, she goes, I've already read it twice. And I just got it back from somebody else at work. So here, it's now yours. I'm like, okay, cool. So I read it. At, you know, two weeks. I'm not a huge reader, but yeah. um, it's not a big book. Um, but no, it was awesome. Like, his stories are amazing. And it is what... Pirates fans come to love about Steve Blass and and Steve Blass's career. He was drafted in 1960, mm-hmm. was in the minors, uh, and didn't come into the pros until 1964. 
and then was a pitcher and whatnot, and he was a huge, huge presence in the 1971 World Series. And then in his career ended in 1975. Yeah. Um, where in like 73 and four he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn yeah. for some reason. He's he's like synonymous. Um, he's synonymous with like the yips. Yeah. Like, you know, more modern examples like Chuck Knobloch, uh-huh. you know, who just lose the ability to like throw to a base. Um, you know, Steve Blast kind of defined that phenomenon, but that phenomenon has not defined him because he has been such an excellent broadcaster. Um, and you know, a lot of times when, when these broadcasters like announce that they're retiring, it's like, oh, well, you know, he was really hard to listen to for the past couple seasons. It's probably about time, but like, not with Steve Blass, like, I I think he's still sharp as ever. And I really, you know, believe him to be genuine when he says, you know, he just wants to, you know, live out the rest of his life and just like do all the things and not, not be bothered with like having to go to work, you know. 10 days in a row every two weeks when, when the Pirates are home. And they've, you know, he, he hasn't been traveling, so his his heir apparent is already well-established. And, you know, like, growing up a Pirates fan, like, we always had pitchers doing the analysis yeah. on games. Well, and, well, like, we I like John have Maynard. A, we still have a pitcher. We have a pitcher, but, like, it was Bob always Walk, just, I mean, is, We had is, nothing but, you know? Like, we had, like, Steve Blass and Bob Walk, and if you want to go back, like, a few years, like, Jim Rooker. Uh, like, uh, Lanny Fateri. Lanny, well, yeah, Lanny Fateri like was like a broadcaster, but like in terms of like former ball players, yeah, Jim Rooker. It was always um, a pitcher doing the analysis, and I love hearing like about the hitter's perspective, which from was Wainer. John Wainer. And so like I think he's good. I, I love his his little stories about like growing up in Carrick. Yeah, you know, like and I, when, and, when they asked they asked Wainer one time like if he ever had a, a ballpark where like the backdrop was just like better where he could like hit better, and he's like actually yeah volunteers feared Carrick. <laughs> and I was like, that's like, you know, like right up the hill off of Whited. Right, yeah. Uh, I was <laughs> well, like, I think they meant yeah, like Wrigley yeah, yeah, or Dodger yeah, Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Whited and turn left. Yeah. Um, so, but, but anyway, yeah. like, Blass was always good for dropping in little anecdotes where he, he would never like name the places, but he would always say, look, oh, a certain watering hole in the South Hills. Yeah. You know, and he could he could have been talking about Atria's. Yeah, or the moonlight. I heard he was up in the moonlight yeah, not too long ago with I, Greg I, Brown. I mean, he, um, Greg Brown is uh, freak. Uh, these guys, uh, I, I did get to see the whole Pirates broadcasting staff at my work um, came in one night um, for an evening of fun and events. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Walk fall off his chair? No, <laughs> no one <laughs> fell off any chairs. Good. Good. Um, but because if they had, then that would have been another story yeah, for yeah. Steve Glass. Yeah, they all they all came in and and had some fun and enjoyed themselves and so forth. Uh, it was awesome uh, just to see these guys and and um, you know, um, unfortunately, uh, the only World Series rings for the Pirates that you're seeing are um, Steve Blass's, mm-hmm. and he has a '71 ring, and I believe he has a '79 ring. But he was in the association, not as a player. Yeah. Um, and Teak is a bearer of one of those rings. Teak, he's also retired. He, he's so, retired. But, um, like, again, he's around. Yeah, he's, he's around. Just not, he's just not going to be on TV anymore. Yeah, right. And, like, that's cool. Like, you know, it's sometimes it's so sometimes they hang on too long. Like, that's not the case here. I mean, you're a baseball guy. You, you probably know this answer. Bob Walk has a World Series ring. With Philly. Yes. Yeah. He's a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun playing baseball trivia with people that have to think about things. You it's it's interesting it. because uh, Bob Walk, you know, 
thought, you know, you come in and you get a ring that easy, and you think like, well, definitely, gonna I'll definitely at least be back in like the finals. Yeah, right. Again. Yeah. And was it was it uh, was it Lanny? Was Lanny with the Pirates in '79? I think. And then like they never went back. Yeah. And I think Greg Brown also was like in the organization, and then he left to go like do like you know other play by play jobs before he was hired back by the Pirates in yeah. the '90s. But that's like three guys who are all involved with Pirates broadcasting who like, you know, were involved with a with a winner early in their career only to like never even get close again because like the bulk of their time was spent with the Pirates organization. Yeah, ex- exactly. And then you got guys like Nolan Ryan. Yeah. Nolan Ryan who can walk into like four different clubhouses in Major League Baseball and Nobody would even be like, "Why are you here?" No one, Ryan. <laughs> no one, Ryan has a World Series ring. Yeah, nineteen sixty nine Mets. Right, the amazing Mets. Which is why he, he could, was he a could rookie. Still, everyone associates him with Texas Rangers or the Astros or the Astros. I associate more with the Astros. Yeah, because that's where because that's he where played for the Astros. Because when we were when kids, we, when that's kids who he played on RBI for. baseball. Oh yeah, um, but no one, Ryan. He was the answer to. To the trivia, he's the answer to a trivia question before somebody else beats that answer, mm-hmm. um, which was, "Who's the last player to play in four decades?" Was Nolan Ryan was, you know, he was a rookie in '69 with the Mets, mm-hmm. and he got a World Series ring, and he was a bullpen dude. Yeah, he, he was like um, the only baseball card that you needed a magnifying glass to read the back of the card. Yeah, because he yeah. had he had so many years. Yeah, and I, I didn't believe it. Like I, yeah. I remember asking um, my dad, like, "Is this shit for real?" Yeah, and like then, 1969, um, and really? then, and then, yeah, 69, and into the early 2000s, and then, um, yeah, 69, 70, 80, yeah, 60s, 70, 80, 90s. Uh, no, no, he was early 2000s, right? Yeah, so yeah, actually, he's the answer to who played in five decades. Um, but the answer to the last player to play in four decades was Ricky Henderson. Mm. So I mean, <laughs> but did Ricky Henderson ever beat the crap out of a catcher? No. In his last decade. No. No, he never <laughs> uppercutted. Final, his, he like, never uppercutted a rookie Robin Ventura. I mean, um, on the mound. Just saying. Like, base, baseball, like, if you have to, if you got to pick one guy on the field that you probably don't want to fight, it's usually the catcher. <laughs> yeah, right. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, Russell Martin would, like, speak your ass with some jujitsu. Well, speaking of Russell Martin. I know we'll, one of his personal trainers. Who, speaking of Russell Martin, we'll get to him in a minute. Oh, really? Um, a little surprise. So, um,. Well, surprise Martin news, okay. Yeah, the the, the Pirates, um, they did sign uh, Dickerson to $8.5 million, uh, to avoid arbitration. They signed uh, Kayla, or Keela, um, to th- uh, $3.175 million, uh, to this year to also avoid arbitration. Uh, Cervelli, uh, this year, will be the highest paid Pirate at $11.5 million. Uh, he will remain on the team and will be the starting catcher depending on who is uh, on the mound as his battery mate. Um, such as Musgrove and Archer, uh, for his battery mates that are pretty much guaranteed lineups, mm. and and one of the reasons why Cervelli is still with the Pirates is they did try to deal him in mm-hmm. the off season and so forth. Um, the major uh, play that they were looking for was the Dodgers. Mm. Well, the Dodgers signed Russell Martin. Okay, so hence why well, Russell Martin rolls in. Um, but so Cervelli. Uh, he's in the last year of his contract with mm-hmm. the Pirates. Uh, not to say that he's not going to be dealt throughout the season. Not to say he's going to be a, a trade bait guy. Well, when they're in fourth and place so in, forth, in June, we'll see what happens. There will be a market for catchers, I'm right? Sure. Um, you know, uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. And, and uh, 
Chris Archer, you know, said, hey, since he came to the Pirates in, in September, was it September? No. When did Chris Archer come in? Right before the deadline, yeah. So August? Yeah. Um, he came in, and um, he, he he credited Cervelli a lot with calming him down and getting his control in and mm-hmm. so forth. Musgrove also saying, dude, Cervelli's a great guy behind the plate. He, you know, he knows the game. He knows what's going on. Um, and... You know, he helped him out with his pitching as well. Well, great Musgrove and Archer. Like, um, go go use that help to be productive and get people out. Right, exactly. And then maybe we won't have to trade Cervelli at the deadline well, because we'll be in some sort of wild card race. Well, here's another reason not to trade Cervelli uh, is because he's going to be Bell's backup mm. uh, at first base. Oh, so, yeah. So, okay. A lot of people like cringe at that shit, but it's like I'm not cringing. I'm not cringing, but think about shouldn't it. Shouldn't they way. be better set up that like they well, have somebody else? But also <laughs> as a, as a catcher in baseball, your next transition is first base. Sure, I, I get all very that. minimal movement. But if your backup so first forth. baseman is a catcher who you're not even guaranteed to have for the rest of the season, because he has injury, he's injury prone. I get, he hasn't I get played that. a full season as a that. pirate due to injury. I since thought their system was loaded that we should have like a. First baseman, like who plays first base for Indy? I don't know. <laughs> Why can't they develop a first baseman for God's sake? I mean, that's my problem here. But Cervelli is going to be like, so it, there's probably going to be, you know, Diaz is going to catch for at least two of the starting pitchers. Yeah, Cervelli's going to catch for at least two of the starting pitchers, and they're going to have one that they're going to be like, you're getting whoever guys need doesn't need a day off. Yeah. So, but to keep depending on Cervelli's bat. Because Cervelli's bat's not bad. Mm-hmm. You need to have him in the lineup for his bat. So you got to have Josh Bell's bat was suspect last year. He came in the league, boom, and then last year he had twelve home runs and he hit two fifty five. Like, not good. Not, not uh, good. as a as a power left handed hitter, in with a short right field. Come That's on. what I'm saying. I'm I'm sick um, of this. Like we can't get anybody to do what they're supposed to do in any capacity, ever. No, it's freaking annoying. It kind of is. Like we 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 can't get we can't get corner infielders who hit for any power. We can't get a lefty to actually like. It's like we got a short porch and right. This is going to be a new era of pirates baseball with like lefty sluggers are going to love coming here. And then they don't. And then they end up in like you know the Orioles minor leagues because they can't hit for power anywhere. Like what's going on? I ugh. I'm annoyed. And and pitchers and catchers haven't reported yet. They still got a month. You, you know who I bet's going to hit a lot of home runs in PNC Park this year? <laughs> Yasiel Puig. Well, you know what? I mean, he's going to be here, what, nine times? Something like that. Yeah, division. Yeah, divi- huh. they, they play each other, what, 16 times? 16, 17, I don't know. 16 or 18. Yeah. So he'll be here, call it nine. We'll see, we'll see plenty, of, plenty of Puig. Plenty of Puig. And, you know. You know, plenty of... Rizzo, all those guys. Rizzo, uh, we'll see how that Fun goes. times. You know, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm kind of excited for baseball to get started again. Um, right now, we're on the hashtag Bryce Harper watch. Um, yeah. Because we're, what, a month away from a major league camp starting? Harper and Machado. And, and Harper, yeah. well, you know, and, and I read an article about anybody thinking Machado's going to come to Pittsburgh. It's fucking ridiculous. It is crazy. Um, yeah. Because, A, why would Machado come to Pittsburgh? B, Bob Nugget's not going to pay him $30 well, million the, a year. Are those the same people who are always, like, mad about, like, the the, the fire-nutting crowd? Right. Like. They're the ones that they're, post Machado to Pittsburgh. Th- that's you. delusional. That, that <laughs> worldview, like, makes no sense. 
Like there, that that, that, like if you really think that like there's a universe where both those things can be true, then you need to like probably go like see a therapist. Pretty much because like, like you either believe that like Nutting is a cheap bastard who doesn't care about the pirates winning, or you believe that he's gonna go out and like sign a free agent when it when a good one is available at a position of need. Um, Machado can play shortstop. Jordy Mercer is no longer a pirate. That's their biggest hole right now. Shortstop. And they've got Jay Hay was not offered a new contract. And there's no salary. Jay Hay's nowhere right now. There's no salary cap. There's no salary cap. I I don't own a mountain, but Bob Nutting does. Yeah, you could sell like a couple plots well, of folks, land on that mountain and maybe get us some Machado. Well, but folks, no. keep watching uh, MLB trades and signings uh, with camps coming soon. Follow us here at Bold Sports. Uh, at Bold PGH Sports on Twitter, and uh, I kind of try to keep an eye on stuff like that. Um, also, folks, keep your eyes peeled for the Super Bowl podcast live at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. Matt and I will be doing that, and as of right now, it looks like it might be ourselves, but we're working on some shit. We've got, we um, might have some hey, surprise you know guests we, we, up our sleeve. We put this shit together last, last year in two weeks. Mm-hmm. We're at about that time right now. I've been trying for the previous two weeks to get some stuff happening. It seems like it's like the last two weeks when shit falls in place. Yeah. So we'll see what we'll happens. See. Um, Worst case scenario, we could just get a bunch of McDonald's. <laughs> get a bunch of McDonald's, some Burger King, a little bit of Wendy's uh, brought up. And um, yeah, uh, you know, we'll take care of that stuff. Um, hashtag Clemson Tigers. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. And um, you know what? You know what we should have? Hmm. We should call our friends at Slice on Broadway. Because you know what? Slice on Broadway is awesome pizza. And not only are they on Broadway Avenue and Beach View, but they are on Broadway in uh, Carnegie. And Carnegie. they're also in PNC Park. They're out in the East End as well. I'm going to scope out their East End location tonight when I'm eating at Spoon. When you're after done at Spoon and have some cocktails, be like, I need some pizza. I need a up. dessert slice. Sometimes <laughs> I do. Sometimes I do, okay? Dessert slices are always great. But Slice on Broadway, folks, great pizza. Um... Awesome service, good times. Um, fans of Sorgatron Media Studios and everything that Sorg does. Uh, in that aspect, we will be back in just a few moments, and we're going to wrap this up with some college basketball talk and a little NFL as well. Yeah. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our final segment here at Bold Sports. Um, Matt, NFL Conference Finals, NFC Championship, AFC Championship. We have the Chiefs and the Pats, which I know we're all hoping for the Chiefs. I, I don't care who wins as long as it's not New England. So I, I guess it has to be the Chiefs at this point. Um, I felt really, I felt really sad for like two thirds of professional TV and radio sports commentators because everybody was on the Chargers bandwagon so hard. the The theory that you know it's just time for Philip Rivers, like you know, Brady's forty one, Rivers is a spry thirty seven. And and it's it's Shit, finally uh, time for him to take e- the torch. Eli Manning's gonna be, is he thirty? He's gonna be thirty nine. He's gonna be forty. 
I have a hard he, time believing that Eli Manning is older than Philip Rivers. They're from the same draft class, and Manning looks like. But Eli Manning stayed all four years of college. Oh, what good smart boy he is. Um, some something stupid like that. But yeah, uh, so unfortunately, the Chargers did not win. They got shellacked. Um, yeah, it wasn't even fun to watch. I mean, it was a joke. You know, like I, um, you know, I, I had it on, and I'm flipping around though, and I'm, I'm just like, you know, muttering. Like Julia, I think thought something was like wrong. She's like, she's like, what, are, what's the matter? And I was just like, oh, just nothing, nothing big. Just New England's probably going to the Super Bowl again. You know, because they they were up big, um, and then the the Eagles, yeah, they didn't they didn't win either. But at least at least they were like in it to the end. Um, I I enjoyed watching Philly try to come back, but that that was a brutal interception by Jeffrey in the, in the better of the of the Sunday games. Um, divisional weekend was kind of a dud. All, it was all things, like, all things so, you know. Yeah, the considered. games were both blowouts. Like. Um... The, the first round of the playoffs was so much better games. Yeah. So Eli's 38 and uh, Rivers is 37. Okay. So Roethlisberger's 37. He's going to be 38. So yeah, because Eli stayed all four years of college. But people treat, people treat Eli like he's finished. It, and they treat Ben like he's still got a Super Bowl in him. Yeah. If he could just like get you know competent staff surrounding him. True. And the take on Rivers was always like, just he didn't have a good enough team around him. Pretty much. And now, now that was the, you know, supposed to be it. I think part of the reason that I wanted the Chargers to win was because of the chaos that would ensue if they hosted the AFC Championship game in a soccer stadium. They they were they were talking about moving it to the Coliseum for bigger attendance for the ramp but if the, the Rams Ram, play yeah if the, Ram, the Rams, they couldn't host two games in the same day right so they were going to have to play one on monday night so are the the nfc championship game is in new orleans new orleans but if if uh if the rams if would philly finished. if philly had beaten the saints and and the chargers had beaten the patriots then both conference championship games would have to be played in la and they they would have to you know, possibly either either play one of them in a stadium that's way too small for a game of that magnitude, or. But then again, how many people are actually going to show up for that? Again, like were they like twenty thousand people who swore they would never support the Chargers are going to make their way up from San Diego just because they got to the conference championship game, and there's going to be like a like a British style like soccer hooligan bum rush to like get through one turnstile or, or, that's or like unattended. Or, or I don't would know. Would it have been like, you know. Chiefs fans going to San Diego or LA? I, I don't know. That's a long hike. I mean, that part of the country is big. Yeah, yeah, it is. You it's know, really the, big. The travel footprint of the NFC North is pretty, pretty reasonable. Like, you know, you could wake up 9 a.m. and like make it to most divisional games. You Dude, know. in the AFC North, in the you AFC can, North, in the AFC uh, NFC North and the AFC North, you could wake up like you said at nine AM and make it the most divisional games before kickoff. Yeah, right. I so mean, you know, because we're we're spoiled here. I mean, Cleveland's two hours away since he's four. Baltimore's four. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, one o'clock kickoff, you can you know obviously leave your house at like six AM. Yeah, leave yourself drinking time. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean you can conceivably leave your house at nine AM. And make it there before kickoff. Yeah, um, I think NFC North same way. Yeah, I mean, for you sure. Know, Chicago, Green Bay, uh, Vikings, and 
Detroit Lions. I mean, mm. shit. So, I have a hard time seeing the Patriots lose. Like, it just feels like the script. Right? The script's you know, written. Brady's they're they're in the AFC Championship game again. Now, here's the here's a good thing, though, is, is the uh, Patriots have lost two of three AFC Championship games on the road. Okay. And they lost to the Chiefs earlier in the season. Um, I just, I mean, I, I just... It's hard. It's hard to pick against them. I hope it's a good game, and I will be rooting against them. Um, and in the other game, like I think, could be a really entertaining, high-scoring affair with, uh, you know, the Saints and the Rams. I like the Rams. That's who I want to see win. Um, Rams haven't been in the Super Bowl since they were St. Louis. Yeah, Rams. And then and they lost to New England. Uh, they beat. They beat the Titans. They beat the Titans, and then they the, went back the next and year. And then they went back and lost. And they lost to New England. To New England, it was a Kurt Warner best show on turf. Um, and that was the. Uh, and then previous to that, the Rams haven't been in the Super Bowl since 1979 when the Steelers beat them. Right. Um, you know, I, I honestly for the NFC, I don't mind either team. I don't mind either team. And in the event New England wins the fucking AFC Championship game, I'm rooting for the NFC. Doesn't matter because it's anyone but New England. Exactly. Um. I'm my my focus right now is is honestly Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems that they've overcome their Kareem Hunt situation uh, with Spencer Ware, and it was never that some much other of a guys. situation to begin with because Tyreek Hill. Well, well, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they got Tyreek Hill. They have um, ah, shit. Not making light of like. You know what Hunt did. What Hunt did, but in terms of like how it like was going to impact the team, how it like, impacted the team, it impacted the team. Real easy to get rid of him when you've got, you know, other players who can do the same thing. Right. You got what three great wide receivers on that team right mm-hmm. now. Um, and Patrick the quarterback Mah- is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He's a rookie. Yeah. He's making shit happen because you know what? There's not a book on him yet. Right. There's a book on Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. There's a book on Tom Brady. There's yeah. a book on Drew Brees. The book on Ben Roethlisberger is like, you know, it's like ninety percent medical notes. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like a bunch. It's like a bunch of scribble from like left James knee Anderson. grab twist. Um, but no. <laughs> um, but no. There's no book on Mahomes yet. Yeah. Don't count this kid out. I mean, he's now. If it's gonna be cold and icy and shit in Kansas City, like it's supposed it to be, it is going to be cold and icy. Um, you know what? I want to see that kid sling the ball down the field 40, 50 yards mm-hmm. like he's been doing all year, but in conditions. Mm-hmm. And if he can do that, they'll beat the Patriots. Okay, Steve. I'm, I'm um, going to take your word for it. I hope it, you're right. It, 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 I, I hope I'm right, too. I really, Kansas City hasn't won a home playoff game since 1993, and that was against who? Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. Who yeah. was the quarterback? Neil O'Donnell. Who was the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs? Joe Montana. Yes. There you go. Um, that was the last playoff win in Arrowhead Stadium for the Chiefs. That's crazy. Um, the Steelers went to the playoffs last year in Kansas City beat and them. beat them with Chris Boswell kicking like six field goals. Who? Wow. Ironically. My my how the tables have turned. Right? Ironically, couldn't if he would have hit six field goals this year, we would have been in the playoffs and be like 13-3. and three. I mean, so lame. Mm-hmm. Man, watching watching that display that that barely even bother showing up by the Ravens in the wild card game, thinking like, yeah, we could be out there right now doing the same thing. Right. It was actually kind of a nice day in Pittsburgh. Perfect football weather. That that was shitty. 
But then I'm once that ended, I'm over it. Like I, I really, I don't feel like watching the Steelers play in the Super Bowl against the freaking Rams. Okay, well because that seems that seems kind of hard. There's a so lot maybe, of maybe there's a, there's, better, a, there's a lot of picks that were like Steelers Rams. Yeah, Super Bowl preseason picks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, uh, um, Steelers Saints preseason picks. There was a lot of New England Rams. There was a lot of um, KC um, Rams. Yeah. I mean, and there's still those picks out there. If you had a preseason pick and laid a bet on it, and you're still alive, good for you. Yeah. Um, but, again, it's the NFL. It's unpredictable, and, you know, people are stupid. So, stuff happens. So, my fantasy league, the uh, the owner is selling Super Bowl blocks to fundraise for his uh, high school where he coaches football. Speaking of Super Bowl blocks, you want on one? Yeah, I do. Because the, the funny story I here, need 20 bucks before you leave the house. I don't have it. <laughs> I don't have it on me. But that's the problem is that, uh, like, seriously, this is what happened. Like, 20 bucks for a block from my friend in Bakersfield. And he's, like, sending out the, the checks for fantasy winnings. And he's, like, those guys who, like, only won 20 bucks because they finished high for, like, one week. Like, hey, it would be a real convenient thing for me if instead of me sending you a check, you just, like, let me write your name on a block. And like maybe you'll win some money. <laughs> I, I didn't even have that because I didn't even win a week this year. Oh, so I, I don't even get to be involved. Actually, my fantasy league. I I don't know what kind of money I'm getting back. Our um our fantasy league um, party got postponed due to a uh, family situation, mm. um, which sucks. Um, but they said, hey, we'll we'll be mailing stuff out. Uh, I did have a high week. And also, I was first in the league all year. So I should get something for being number one in the league for the regular season. Yeah. So I'm not going to see a 100% return, but... No. No, this is know. a lot. This week is... This year yeah. is a loss. Um, yeah. My, you know, I go into playoffs number one team overall in fantasy and get fucked over by Derrick Henry. But anyway... I had I had <laughs> the Ben and Brown. I thought that was like such a strong move in the draft. Right. Getting, getting Antonio Brown and then right. grabbing Ben Roethlisberger to go along with him, and, and then and, and then my other supporting pieces that ended up on IR like shout out Devontae Freeman, uh, shout out AJ Green eventually, right? It, it was a bad year for me, right? But so I don't, I guess I don't deserve so it took a twenty dollar payout. So it took you three losses in the first season and two losses at the end of the season, which gave you five losses total, and. Kept you out of the uh, playoffs. Oh, I had lo- I had more than five losses. But okay, yeah, but but definitely uh, the weeks where I like at least had a chance. Like how I didn't how, win how many how many teams were in your league? Um, ten. Yeah, I'm fourteen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you you got a tough you got a tough little setup. I'm fourteen, and my team maintained all the way through. I didn't have any injuries and mm-hmm. whatnot, which made me the better team. But here or there, fancy's over. Yeah, done with. Um, we have this week championship games. I'm going for my heart says Kansas City, my brain says New England, my money says New England. Same. New England is an underdog in this game, by the way, mm-hmm. if you didn't know that, uh, by three and a half points. So my brain and my money says New England, my heart says Kansas City. They're playing that like nobody believed in us. Yeah, bullshit. yeah right, right. I know that. They it's do like, that dude, every year. It's like fuck you, dude. You've been to eight AFC Championship games in a row. But they are <laughs> technically, but they are technically underdogs. So 
I mean, they, there's like a there's a number involved that like you can use to prove that they are not the favored pick. That doesn't mean nobody believes in you, Tom. That just like means that like, you know, Tom probably doesn't gamble. I, I, he doesn't strike me as like a, the sort of person who like spends a lot of time <laughs> like thinking about point spreads and what it means for the house. Well, well okay, I'm, but I'm like glad making you, I'm them glad an underdog that. in Vegas is not the same as saying like I think they're going to definitely freaking lose. I'm glad you explained that because you said Tom doesn't gamble. It's like he wakes up every day. That's a gamble. Shit. Well, but I mean, anyway, he's doing all that weird but, health yeah. shit. Like, yeah. he, he might have like you know. Brain, brain uh, so the, so the NFC, like who, 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 who you like? And these two teams in the NFC, the NFC, these two teams play each other earlier this year, and it was forty three forty was the final. I still, I still think it's going to be a shootout. Um, it's, it seems to me like the Saints have the capacity to do some like defense when they need to, um, but I, I think it's just going to be a shootout. I think that's how Drew Brees likes to play. Um, I think that's how the Rams. Like to operate. I don't think that's how he likes to play, but that's how it ends up being a lot. I mean, I well, mean, he's definitely, you know, he's going to the Hall of Fame because of it, right? It does. It doesn't hurt to like have to throw the ball around a lot and pad your stats. He's taking records. He's not padding his stats. Like that's how they work. That's how. I mean, that's Sean Payton football, right? And and that's... And, and McVay like same in in L.A. You know, it's wide open. I like that they got like a good running attack though. I think I think the Rams have a more balanced, you know, like traditional running game, and I think that's going to help them. But they're going to have to go on the road, so I I mean maybe maybe the money should be with with uh, New Orleans, but I'm I'm going to go. I, I I am pulling for the Rams. Come on, Aaron Donald, man. Uh, what kind of local Pittsburgh sports show are we? Like we got. I know. Be, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Donald, Penhill's kid, uh, Whippy pit guy, fo- pit football, uh, and so forth. I got to meet him last spring. Yeah. Um, very nice guy. His family is awesome. Um, as a money guy, I'm laying on the Saints. Yeah. You know. What's it, what's the uh, what's the line there? I think it's. New Orleans by two and a half, okay. three maybe because they got the home. Yeah, but that's standard. Yeah, that's standard. Um, it, I, I actually like the Saints, and if I can't root for the one black and gold, I'll kind of root for the other. Yeah. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, where where technically the black and gold is actually black and yellow, and they're actually black and gold. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I don't have to like explain that to you because some people like refuse to accept that fact. I know it's like upsetting. It's, yeah, like, I know it's it... like you, I'm I'm more upset with like all the other things the Steelers have done to like disillusion <laughs> me in, over the past like eight years. Like the learning that like the gold isn't really gold. Yeah, that's that's not as heartbreaking as like you know having guys just quit or like when they like you know. Don't feel like playing gave away San Antonio Holmes for like nothing, a bag of shoelaces just because he like smokes weed. Yeah, minor details. Minor details. But better, well, that's what I'm saying. They better get something for Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was funny. That, you know, you gave away San Antonio Holmes for uh, you know a, a bag of nickels mm-hmm. because oh he got busted smoking weed or whatnot. But then you kept Le'Veon Bell and Martavius Bryant and whatnot. Well, Bell, you know, okay, so Bryant was like you Bryant know, had a year. Fucking he had a whole suspension. year suspension. And Holmes would have missed like four games. Yeah, and 
Le'Veon Bell, Bell but, missed four games for weed and then didn't fail a drug test, but just like skipped a whole season the year after. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I understanding. I don't know. I think honestly, the Steelers need a uh, overhaul, and it starts at the top down. Um, personally, um, I don't know who I'd want them to bring in as a head coach. Um, Munchak obviously went to Denver. Uh, for family reasons, he would have been uh, thought Russ Grimm would be another one. Um, I just think they need know. to put they need like the. I would have I would have maybe brought Bruce Arians back as a head coach. As but, a head, yeah, well, but honestly, he, he he's in Tampa now, so yeah. I, I, I they don't need, know. They need to hire somebody for quality control, but they're not going to because Art said that they're they're. They're not hiring any new coaches other than to fill positions that have been vacated by the last round of, you know, firings and, you know, guys leaving for other jobs. So they're not, they're not like creating new executive level positions nope. in, in the Steelers coaching staff. So it's, it's going to be what it is, what it was last year. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Fickner and, and Butler are safe and Tomlin is safe and there's not going to be anybody coming to assist with booth review or clock management or when to fake punt <laughs> which is concerning to me as it should be yeah. concerning to everyone it is correct but um not as concerned about whether it's yellow or black or gold or whatever don't care well <laughs> do you know what's not fake right now Pit basketball. basketball there you go there you go <laughs> nice segue <laughs> Uh, Pitt basketball uh, currently right now under uh, Jeff Capel. Uh, they're twelve and five overall, two and two in the ACC. Uh, the ACC season has started, uh, and with losses to UNC, which was expected, uh, a nice win over Louisville. They did have a bad loss to NC State last Saturday. Um, big bounce back win over FSU. Um, Duke kind of killed FSU mentally, I believe, on that one. Um, the Panthers head to Syracuse this Saturday um, to play in the Carrier Dome, and they have number one Duke coming to Pittsburgh uh, on Tuesday, the 22nd. Um, I don't know if you got to watch any pit hoops. I have, yeah. Recently, uh, not a bad team. Not Cable, bad, and like Cable's done a good job with yeah. them. They had a good record in the off and the non ACC. Um, uh, play. Yeah. Uh, and their only bad loss was to North Carolina. Yeah. Like the, and, the and, NC and, State and, game. Like well, NC State that that was a bad loss. North Carolina, I expected that loss. No, NC State's a decent um, team, and they didn't get blown out. They didn't get blown out they, by NC. They they, know, they they led. At, they they, uh, they were, led at a couple points yeah, in the game. It's a, it hurts because they led, but I mean they were competitive. Um, they didn't do anything like that once last year. Go on the road. In, in the ACC and and you know, so yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about Pitt basketball. I also have been watching the Dukes. Uh, um, where are we at here? Oh, let me scroll up. Uh, yeah, Duquesne hoops. They're 11 and five overall, two one in conference. Uh, none of the teams in the A10 are ranked, uh, but it is a tough basketball conference. Mm. Is the notes that I really have. That's all I really have for notes on Duke. I love I love that like every Dukes game is on somewhere now. Like yeah, a lot of, a lot of people. You know, favor the Dukes over Pitt, believe it or not. Um, I, I like, you know, I, they're both local teams. I watch as much of the local teams as I can, so I'm, I'm not, like, picking one over the other, except for when they play 
each other in the city game. In the city game, And yeah. it does kind of mean more to Duquesne than it does to Pitt. It does. But now that they're past that, like, it's it's great that they're both, uh, you know, competitive in their conferences. And, you know, as far as Pitt long-term, like, do they, do they like, go far in the ACC tournament? Who knows? I think the way Pitt's shaking out right now is they could be an at-large bid yeah. in the tournament. Because uh, the ACC will get, like, eight, nine teams in, potentially. Potentially. Uh, depending on how they do in the ACC. Yeah. Um, they could be an at-large bid. I don't see them going on a huge run and winning the Coastal Conference in basketball. And, no. Or, you know, actually, in basketball, it doesn't even matter the, of the conferences because that's football. Yeah. And in basketball, it's just one conference, and, mm-hmm. and then they have the conference tournament and yeah. so forth. Um, I mean, that's great for them. If they get to the final game, the conference tournament, they're definitely in. Yeah, but um, I, I don't think they're on. They're not on the same level as Duke and no, North Carolina. No, no, not. not at all. Um, not at all. But like Virginia is another another team in the ACC that's yeah. pretty damn good. Um, you know, I'll be interested to see how they match up against Virginia because Virginia's not built around like future NBA talent no. so much as like a system. You know. So, well, well, Duke's not built up against future NBA talent either until the last two years. Right, but now they very much are. And now they're and now uh, Coach K down there has been like, "Hey, shit, I gotta embrace this, or I'm gonna be fucked." And Coach K was always the one that like got guys in, built them up, built them up, built them up, and got them at least three years. Yeah. And then, but I mean, he was still getting NBA talent. You know, he was still getting I NBA mean, talent. He had now, Grant now, Hill. Now he's got. Well, Grant Hill stayed four years, right? But I'm just saying, like, you know, it's the the one and done has changed his approach. Yeah, yeah the one and done to recruiting. So now he's got three guys yeah. at Duke that are one and done. But I'm I'm just saying that like Duke always has at least a couple guys in their starting lineup who are going to be NBA players. Like you can't say the same for Virginia. Like Virginia's built what they have based on like you know coaching. Um, they they play like a real defensive oriented style, and I I'm curious to see how Pitt would stack up against them. I'm not as worried if they get blown out by Duke or North Carolina. Like I want to, I want to see, like it'll be a, a test of Capel's like coaching ability, right? To see how they do against teams that you know try to slow you down, you know, like get getting your you know young promising pit team to, you know, break down that zone, you know, to get good looks at baskets and you know to get the rebounds and just do all the do all the things that you need to do to win like a possession style game because they're not going to win track meets against teams with one and done guys. But you know, you got You got to hope that they can pick off some, some so, upsets here. Like so, that's what it's all about. Every, every big win for them is an upset at this point. So here's all. some, uh, interesting things going on. Uh, Pitt Duke game this Tuesday, the 22nd, mm-hmm. uh, going on cheap ticket right now is $71. Yeah. Uh, highest price ticket right now is two twenty five. Yeah, two twenty five is what I'm seeing as the highest price ticket, uh, and that's on Game Time, folks. Uh, you can use any other app or whoever you like to get tickets through. You know what? Uh, I believe those ticket prices are not because Pitt is that good. Mm. I believe it's because. Duke's in town. Yeah, it's Duke. People, um, people want to see the show. People want to see the, you know, Zion Williams. Come mm-hmm. on, that dude's killing it right now. Yeah, 
you want to see Coach K like stand out on the sidelines and mm-hmm. like throw his arms up and like bitch about shit, whatever. Um, if you get the chance to go to that game, go. Yeah, <laughs> you you for sure. You'll have some good stories even if they lose. I mean, I mean, you were just down uh, in that whole. I was in triangle. Durham. Technically, uh, was in South Durham. Yeah, didn't I mean, not anywhere near Duke's campus. I was right. You're on actually the, you're on UNC the North Carolina side, yeah, campus. You're on UNC side. But, but I, I, I have mean, a friend who lives in Durham. Yeah, and we went and got some good barbecue there. Um, I mean, that whole rivalry down there, that Tobacco Road rivalry, mm-hmm. and NC State not being too far further down the road. Yeah, I mean, those all got they they're all huge. And, and like I said, I mean, I always followed the ACC in college basketball and the Big East because mm-hmm. of Pitt and whatnot. And then now the Big East is pretty much dissolved in my mind. Yeah, you know, you um, know you're not into the St. John's. Yeah. I, Chris you know, Mullen, yeah. it's cool, man. Well, it, you know, it, it's cool because what the Big East started as and what it turned into and then it dissolved and it went back to what it initially started is the Catholic basketball. Catholic basketball league. You got you Chris know. Mullen coaching St. John's. You got Patrick Ewing coaching Georgetown. Yep. Like there's there's some interesting plots that, that are going on. I still like to follow the Big East, but yeah, it's not it's, it's not, not what it used to be. It's not, not and now what now we go. just have to accept the ACC and it you know at least we still have that Syracuse rivalry. Which like let's not look past that. Yes. Um, I'll be tuning in for that tomorrow, and. Based on how you know that goes, like that, that's how I'll temper my enthusiasm for the Duke game on Tuesday. So, how about Huggy Bear? Is he out? Huggy Bear, uh, <laughs> and I call him Huggy Bear. Bob Huggins. A lot of people call him that. Uh, is having his worst season at WVU as head coach. Yeah, this is a bad year for them. He's uh, eight and nine overall, own five in the Big Twelve. Jamie Dixon and TCO just put on a show. Uh, ninety eight, sixty seven. Yeah. Uh, this past week, um, it doesn't get any easier uh, for the ears at all. Um, with a lot of ranked teams coming up in the WVU schedule. Yeah. Well, you know they were kind of disappointing in the long run last year. Well, they were ranked thirteenth going into the season. They beat Pitt. Yeah. Um, and then they, you know, crapped out in the tournament like they always do. What this year and that, what tournament in the, in last year? Oh, last year, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I'm just saying, like they there were high expectations for WVU basketball and they didn't pan out. Maybe they're better off just being realistic this year, and you know, maybe, maybe it's time. I'm still surprised that Holgers had left the football program, to be honest. But maybe they should just turn over all their executives. Where's he going? Houston. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He's going to Houston. I think that that means like Houston's trying to get into the Big Twelve. Yeah, I, I can't. I mean, I know he's from Houston, but it's like not a lateral move to go from a Power Five conference to the Big Conference oh, USA. Yeah, yeah. CSA, you know, I mean, yeah. I know, I know Houston's been like lighting it up, and they're the only team that like you know has a hope of beating UCF every year. Yeah, I mean, also we're biased because we're Pitt fans, so we just hate West Virginia. I don't, I don't hate them as much as I used to because like Pitt doesn't play they, much anymore. They've become my favorite Big Twelve team. Um. But yeah, I haven't really watched any of their basketball this year because you know every time I turn around they're losing. So Which why why even get involved? Um. So who's not losing right now is Robert Morris. Mm. Bobby Moe is uh, first in the Northeast Conference at eight and nine. Weird. Well, um, I mean they're non-conference games. Well, right, right, and um, they're three and one in the conference. 
Um, the conference does seem weak this year, uh, but remember, uh, one of these uh, games that were losses were against schools like Kentucky mm. and such for the rest of the conference as a whole. Um, because you got the Northeast Conference. Those are the guys that are getting paid $250,000 to go play Kentucky mm-hmm. and going to play uh, UCLA and mm-hmm. going to play Florida and whatnot. Yeah. So you got a lot of these smaller schools like Bobby Moe and American University and uh, uh, what's the other one that's down in the D.C. area that's perennially really good? George Mason? Yeah, George yeah. Mason. That they... During these smaller conferences, mm-hmm. they that go and get paid money to go play Michigan. And, yeah, you know somebody's got to do it. Yeah, right. You know if you follow if you follow like a Power Five school, you know they're always talking about like oh like they're weak out of conference schedule. Well, like where do you think that weakness comes from? Yeah, you know, yeah. and there's no shame they, in it. They, it's they, just it's just the, the yeah, hierarchy yeah. of like who gets recruits and who yeah, doesn't. Yeah, yeah, they're they're weak power. Yeah, they're weak out of conference schedule. Well, the first five games of the season, they played Pitt and Notre Dame and Wake Forest and Duke and North Carolina. At least in basketball, you can go to a mid-major school and still have a chance yes. of making the tournament that actually counts for something. Like that's not the case with football. So no, yeah, football. Go, go if to, you don't go undefeated, you're fucked. Yeah, I mean, you go. You want to go play basketball for Bobby Moe? You know, you you struggle through the preseason pre-conference schedule you learn a lot about who you are as a team you learn how to face adversity you you learn how to like not get frustrated when things aren't working out for you and then you get to play your conference and like hopefully run the table win the tournament and then and then you're going to the big dance well yeah because in order for bobby moe to go to the tournament they have to win a northeast conference yeah that's not a two-bid conference like yeah. you, you get the auto bid if you win if you don't you know it's too bad yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess if I guess if a team went undefeated, undefeated, yeah. you know, and then lost in like the NEC I mean, title game. I mean, game. Bobby Moe played Kentucky, and the reason they played Kentucky is because of Calipari. They beat Kentucky not too long ago, and they beat him in the fuck some stupid ass tournament. Yeah. Not, um, what was it? The one year that Calipari didn't have really anybody. It was mm. all his one and dones left, and he yeah. didn't have a good recruiting class or whatnot. And then oops. Um, <laughs> Should have done yeah. something about that. Oops, really? And then they end up in whatever. Was it the NIT? I don't remember. Anyway, the they, the game that they beat the, Kentucky, that they I'm hosted at Bobby Moe. Yeah, they hosted. Uh-huh. At, yeah, that's the same game I'm thinking of. Okay, um, they hosted at Bobby Moe at the Sewell Center. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they hosted Kentucky. Did they, did they wouldn't move it to the arena for that. It was. It was. Mm, yeah. I mean, now of course all their games are at the arena, right? Because the Sewell Center is under construction. Under construction. But yeah, so it's like, you know, uh, that was that they beat them, and it was in. It was a very. It was. It might not have been the NIT. It was like probably like some other smaller tournament than mm-hmm. that. But CBI. Yeah, it might have been. I think it was a CBI actually. But yeah, Bobby Mo beat them, and mm-hmm. it's like, and, and hey, shit happens. It does. You know. Um, and then Bobby Moe went and lost the next game. But anyway, you beat Kentucky. Hey, yeah, <laughs> that's your that's your Super Bowl mm-hmm. right there. Um, but yeah, uh, Bobby Moe's more nobly known for hockey, right, than basketball. But their basketball team 
gets into the tournament every five or seven years. Mm. Uh, I remember, I, I, I say it's not too long ago, because, you know, um, we're both in our late 30s and shit, 40-ish, mm. in like a month and a half. Um, but like, you know, people say, oh, 30 years ago, I instantly go to 1970. Mm. <laughs> you know, my brain's like, oh, 30 years ago, 1970. Yeah. No, um, 30 years ago is really like, you know. 1990 something but um but no uh so it was what 2000 i want to say where was i living dc area so six mm. pit was in the pit was number one for a week and a half but they finished the season number two yeah um they went into the tournament as the number one seed Duquesne made the tournament, Bobby Moe made the tournament, West Virginia made the tournament, and Duquesne made the tournament. Yeah. Like, it wasn't that long ago. That was a big year for CBS locally. <laughs> right? They, I don't think they were doing the, like, Turner deal yet, so, like, they had to basically jump around and try to give the local coverage as much as possible. Yeah. You know? That, you know, it's it's, it's better now the way they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, like you, you could, you don't have to rely on the network to decide like what part of which game you want to watch. Yeah. Um, man, I hope I hope we can get it back to that. But it, it's not awesome. going to be West Virginia, I don't think this year. No, yeah, not but all. But the Dukes, year. the Panthers, and the Colonials, you know, they all all have all still, the opportunity. They're, they're all live. They control their own destiny. They do. It's early in the conference play, but yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm excited about it, man. Like, you know, football's over for us. NFL football's over. College football is pretty much over. Um, other than the uh, little thing I saw online that uh, uh, running back, what's his name? Aston from Pitt. Uh-huh. He's in the Senior Bowl. And one of the Senior Bowl traditions is that they uh, take uh, other people's helmets and put their 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 team logo on it. Mm-hmm. So he, he took... Um, he took a Penn State helmet and put the pit logo on it. Nice. <laughs> Which was awesome. Awesome. Uh, that's in the Senior Bowl that's coming up this weekend yeah. out in uh, Southern California. Um, but, yeah. It, it, now the focus for me is college basketball and hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, NFL is secondary other than the Super Bowl and this weekend's games. And then we'll get into baseball mm-hmm. because – Baseball, spring training, yeah, is a month away. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to baseball. Like for me, like soccer is starting. Right, re- soccer's getting really interesting. Um, I know I know your coworker who who went to the Manchester United game. Right, he left happy. Yes, because because United I, United is on fire now. I saw they, his post on the Facebook coach. and whatnot, and and he's in. He's from Ireland. He's from Dublin. Yeah. Um. And he was in Ireland the last 10 days. He's not home yet. I think he doesn't even come home till Saturday. Uh-huh. Kieran, I know you're probably not going to listen to this, but hopefully you bring my bottle of uh, 12-year-old Powers Irish. Oh, he's um, going to be drinking that in some ground stop situation because the, <laughs> the, the snow that we're supposed to get this weekend. Right? You know. I don't know, man. But, like, seriously, like, the Premier League is very interesting right now. Um 
you know, my team, Crystal Palace, are kind of in the middle, and they, you know, they're trying to avoid relegation just like they always do. Um, but you've also got the FA Cup. Um, there, there are a, a round of replays, like the games that get that, that end in ties. They just go to the other team's venue and try it again. So there were there were like a few replays that took place during the week, and then you've got the Scottish Cup going on this weekend, and then in February, Champions League starts up again. Um, so you got that pile that on top of hockey and basketball. And yes, like I'm I'm looking forward to championship Sunday in the NFL because it's supposed to snow. I'm yes. supposed to go do like panic grocery buying later this afternoon. So uh, that myself, I can just hibernate all myself weekend. included. Um after we finish this podcast, like it's you and, funny because everyone's you, like, you and I were talking and it's like, yeah, all right, so today was a paycheck day for me. Great, mm-hmm. awesome. I, I got money. But um Yeah, I mean it's like so uh, since you and Matt recorded on Friday afternoon, uh, make sure you hit here, here, and here. And, and I was conversating with you back and forth and like narrowing our times down. I'm like, well, I can do this, this, and this. We can record and then I can do this, this, and this, and this, and then go to work. Yeah. So oh. it's like, all right, we'll, we'll make it happen. You'll you be know? fine, man. Uh, you know what? What's fucked up? I want to be a weatherman. I want to get paid an exorbitant amount of money to be wrong 90% of the time. Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. Uh, I think that would be the good job to have. I don't get paid to be wrong. <laughs> no, I get paid to do something else. You get paid to type. <laughs> no, I don't get paid to type. I get paid to voice caption. And oh, I have right. to be you right. Voice I have now. to be right. Right? I don't, I don't get paid if I'm wrong. I have to be right like 99% of the time. Or like I have like... You know, you know sanctions. You know, I mean, I mean, I have a drink menu to follow. But yeah. If I look at people and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna make you a drink if you don't like it," mm-hmm. I'll just get you something else. I'll just get you a water. Sir, if I if I do done. that if I do that if I do that ten times a night, and somebody's like, "I really don't like this," and I dump out a hundred bucks worth of booze, I'm gonna get fired. Yeah. You, you ever know? watch someone hit a shot so bad and just to like give them a hard time, like tell them they're shut off? <laughs> It's like, but I'm not even drunk. I just suck at golf. <laughs> yeah, you're shut you off. You know what? That comment was made last night, actually. <laughs> like, I really suck at golf. Could I have another Obon 14? I'm like, yes, you may, ma'am. And I'm like, and when I say ma'am, I'm like, this young lady was hitting Obon 14 like it was her job last mm-hmm. night. And I'm quite all right with this because it's $20 for a single pour and 28 for a double. Damn. And, um... She was drinking doubles all night, and it was like her fifty. She's like, "I really like a golf. Can I have another one fourteen. Like, mm-hmm. done. If you're not having fun, I'll you help know. you. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, but if I just make drinks for somebody, I'm like, let me f- let me get your flavor profile. All right, let me make this, and then you taste it. And like, I really don't like this. I'm like, well, I just dumped out like twelve dollars worth of booze. So yeah, I'm eating that. That's not popular. Yeah, it's not. It's not popping. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, awesome time, great sports weekend. You got uh, you know the NFL championship games. Uh, Phil Mickelson is on the putting green right now, and he just made that putt. Um, he surprised himself. He's minus thirteen right now in the wow. second round of the uh, tour that's out in La Quinta, California. He is leading the tournament at minus thirteen. Um, apparently, he's probably had a bad round because he's on the fourteenth hole and he's only two strokes. 
less than what he was yesterday. Oh yeah, let's all so, cry. Let's all cry for him. That's terrible. Yeah, let's cry for so Mil- bad. Let's cry for Phil Mickelson. Uh, I don't even. What, what color ink do you write the birdies in? <laughs> I don't even own one of those pens. <laughs> it's actually not an ink. It's it's like circle or square. How you? Well, yeah, but on the TV, the graphic it's, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. red for, red for bogey, blue for birdie, yeah, black yeah. for par. Or something also, like that. I'm colorblind, so fuck that. Oh shit. really? Yeah, I am. Oh man. <laughs> so it's like the course like blue when you're playing. It's kind of gray. It's kind of brown because that's it's, Western it's, PA. It's kind of gray and brown. <laughs> yeah, um, that shit happens. Okay. Well. I didn't know that about you. Maybe I'll figure out a way to like use that to my advantage someday. <laughs> no, dude, you, no, no, that's not water. You're good. No, man, <laughs> no, that's Johnny Walker Black. <laughs> I can still read. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, thank you very much. You have a great uh, sports week. Enjoy yourself. Don't forget to catch Matt and I. Uh, on a live podcast, Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview, Tune in if you want to see us like eat pizza and talk about you know, the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl that we're about to see. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's my pick. That's my prediction. Awesome. I can control the pizza part. I can't control who wins the games this weekend. So just watch them and enjoy them like I do. Enjoy it. Thank you very much. Have a good week, folks. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTasty on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com.